they obviously want to be positive, but like in times where it should, it's just shit. They just need to sit in the shit with us. <laughs> Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premi boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premi and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premi twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back, Roarers. Hey, Grecian. Hi, Amy. Doing a little jig, trying to get in the I'm mood. I'm doing a little dance. <laughs> having yes. a wine. Yes. It's so late. It's well, you're having to wine. 10 <laughs> where I am, and I'm still having a wine. That's fine. You deserve it. After your couple of days... You can update everyone. Yeah, um, update. So we did sort of do a bit of an update in the Insta Live. So for those who were there, sorry, you're going to have to hear it again. But um, Jack had his ENT surgery yesterday. Um, so he had adenoids removed. He had his, it's called nasal turbinate cautery or something where they just remove some of the in, enlarged tissue I guess in his nasal passages um, and had a bit of an ear wash out so his adenoids um, were quite enlarged mm. and so were his nasal things so it explains a lot of his symptoms so yeah they whipped them out and it was day surgery which is epic for us first day surgery he's ever weird. had isn't that weird it is weird yeah so weird I really enjoyed being <laughs> like, good like, yeah, good yeah I really enjoyed being I mean, he's never simple, but being, yeah, being with the simple kids that didn't need all the extra, yeah, yeah, the extra stuff, extra medical support yeah. and everything, and it really went quite smoothly. 
um, as good as possible, I guess. A little bit of trauma, but he came out of yeah. his anesthetic so, so good. So, yeah, really exciting. It just felt really strange coming home that same day. He's had seven surgeries in his little life. I think I've said that before. Um, and this is his very first that he was able to go home the same day. So, yay, Jack. That's a milestone in itself. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Today he's not so good though, so we think he's picked up mm. a bug that James has had and he's very unhappy in bed with Scott at the moment. Um, so if you hear him, I apologise in advance. What else? He's pooing. Yes, that's the big update. Yay. So he did another one today, Grisha. Oh, my gosh. Look at him go. Yeah. I know. So that's four, I think. That is four days. Bloody amazing. Um, So this, yeah, this this is big for him. Massive. Massive. And, like, I don't really know what changed. I think I was saying, you know, he had, he spent a bit of time with his cousins over the school holidays. So I think that he, he sort of watched the big kids, you know, wants to be like the big kids. And yep. then I put in some things into place from Kristen's episode, like the therapist parent, a lot of trying to make him feel good about about it instead of re- trying to reward him. Mm. So I was saying I was saying he did a little, you know, he did a wee on the potty and there was a little, must have been a little poo on his bum and it, I think it just wiped off mm. his bottom into the body, but still, I just pretended that he'd done it. Yeah. And I, so I made a big deal of it. I said, how good does that feel? And I really focused on that feeling of how good he felt in that moment, seeing that. And yeah, I went to work and then Scott messaged me and said, oh my gosh, he's just done a big poo on the body. And then today's, I just took his pants. I could see him jumping around, you know, mm. like he does before he needs to poo. And instead of putting a nappy on him, I just took, took his pants off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he's not going to poo on the floor inside the house. So the potty was there and he ran over last, very last minute and he did it. So Yay, yeah. so good. He probably would have pooed on the floor, to be honest. But, probably. Um, but he didn't. That's the main thing. He didn't. It's such a big step. Big milestone, so big step for him. continues, yeah, especially given, you know, he went through the surgery and everything. bit of trauma. I was worried that we'd... Mm, he'd regress a little bit, like... He'd regress straight straight yeah. back after doing one poo, but um, no, he did another one today. So, Woo-hoo. yeah, yeah, so good. Otherwise, that is about it from me, Grecian. Over to you. Mm. Well, just I suppose same thing. We've updated the those that listened on the live, but with Riley, we had a meeting with the school today this afternoon, and we. Met with the school psych, which was good, um, but I was a bit still pissed off, obviously, because I handed paperwork in six months ago, trying to get it on top of it, and she's pretty much said that nothing will happen until next year. But we signed the paperwork for her to contact all our medical mm. teams and everything that she needs to contact, um, and that Riley will have an EA next year. It is not going to be full time just for her so it'll be exactly the same as this year so I don't know what the other lady was talking about the other week like saying that she's not eligible for one just an unnecessary stress because today she was like yeah of course she'll get one I was like excuse me you just told me the other day like oh but no she will be eligible for one and if there's two in the classroom then they pretty much equal a full-time EA between them Um, But obviously Riley's needs are higher because she's got all her feeds and everything Mm. like that um, that she will have to do. So 
they will see how they go for funding and see what they can do pretty much is what they said today. Um, Then, like we said as well, I feel like I'm living your life just two Mm. years later. So Riley has her CT scan for respiratory next week um, to, I suppose, check check her lungs and see what they can see through that. Mm. Yep. I'm um, still waiting for ENT, still waiting for the PEG referral. No idea when that's all going to happen. Um, spoken to the GenPeds nurses about doing the tube change under sedation. Um, so I kind of put my foot down about that because I was like, her medical trauma is just getting worse. She's sleeping with her hand on her nose. It's just, mm. it's just, yeah, too much mm. for her. Um, so they are talking to the sedation clinic at the moment. Um, to see if we can get her in on that, which will be good. Yeah. Good, good on your mama. Advocating. It's a hard hard slog in those early yes, days. Yes, but like yeah, with oh, advocating, hard slog. Oh, and all then the stuff. I remember it well. And the NDIS on top of that. Mm. So we've got the change of circumstance on Monday as well. So we're trying to get everything sorted. So then there was heaps of freaking emails and that caregiver's burden scale and writing up our carer statement again. And then I've still got to do up the timetable of like a day in the life type thing to mm. write out everything. And yep. fuck, it's so much. This is what I don't think people understand. Like I, I feel so deeply for you with everything you're going through and how it's one thing on top of another. And it's all seems to just be crammed especially in the beginning when you're like getting new diagnoses mm, or mm-hmm. like with Riley getting getting the feeding tube put in and this is one thing on top of another yeah and it's not just like that's what people don't see it's not just the feeding tube it's all the fucking shit behind that it generally comes with like multiple different specialist appointments and tests and mm-hmm. yeah it's just mm-hmm. the NDIS stuff I remember just feeling like I was drowning in it yeah, that's what mm. I feel like at the moment. I'm like, I got to do all of this stuff, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, but you've just sent off some emails and you've just made a phone call." And I'm like, "Do you know how much effort goes into all of these yeah. emails and phone calls and talking and fighting and re- like, oh, people mm-hmm. just don't get it." Yeah, and you don't like. We don't understand NDIS. Like, I don't understand the NDIS. I don't understand half of the things that we're meant to do. Um, or mm. half of the things we can we can fight for or get funds for that's the big like, I'm two years in I think we're coming up to and still learning three years and I'm still got well I still got no fucking idea I mm-hmm. literally so I don't have I talked about Haley on this podcast yet from NM support services you were going to bring her up today and I really want to know more as well yeah so I feel like I've mentioned it maybe I mentioned it on my Instagram stories but basically Haley. Um, I know her through the medical community. She's become a friend. I've talked about her daughter, Pippa. She's actually, she was a guest guest on our podcast as well in the early days. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, Pippa and Jack are like two peas in a pod. We always say that they're just the same kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very similar situations, very similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she has started, she's, she's lived this world. She's a medical mum, a chibi mum. Pippa's got a chromosome disorder. So she knows full well the battle of NDIS Mm. and she has started New Moon Support Services as a support coordinator to go, literally her job Mm -hmm. is to go in fighting for us, for people like us, to go in fighting for the funds that we deserve, 
to do all of the shit that we don't have time, time for. Time to do, yes. All the yeah. stuff you're talking about, Grecian sending off all of those emails mm-hmm. and coordinating all of the therapists. And mm-hmm. so f- we had a chat on Zoom. Um, I was like, sign me up. Where do I, where's the dotted line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need this, especially this was I when I was trying to cut back on my everything, my workload. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a Zoom call. It was like literally 30 minutes and I got off of that and I was like, my, she's going to change my mm. life. My life is about to change. So I don't have funds in our NDIS current plan for a support coordinator, mm-hmm. but that's what she's fighting for. So she's going to do, she's going to fight for us to get f- funds for her, basically to pay for mm-hmm. her to do everything for us so to at the moment she's basically emailing every single therapist that we have for for new reports for us so jack's ndis plan is coming up for renewal in march Mm -hmm. but she said we might even just put in for a um change of circumstance before then if if we if you know if we've got everything ready before then purely because there's so much stuff she said missing in his ndis plan like she looked at it and she's like this is shit Mm. Um, but this is the stuff you don't know you don't Mm -hmm. know if you don't know and i thought it was amazing when we got his plan and i still don't think it's terrible but we're definitely going to use all of his funds and you know we don't even have his physio in this current plan like there's there's a lot of stuff that's missing out of this current plan that we've since well, we've just this is stuff we've since like in the last two years because they just rolled over his last mm. plan because of COVID. Uh, they just rolled it over. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. We'll yeah. just keep this. We'll just use the same plan. So no one's actually checked in for two years. Checked in. Um. So there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff missing. I got all the reports anyway around March just in case they did do a um, mm-hmm. you know, a renewal of his plan. And I sent her all those reports and she's like, these are terrible. These don't put into like these don't explain all of the stuff that you do, Amy, behind the scenes. It's just talking mm-hmm. about Jack and what they do with him. She's like, mm. these reports should include all of the stuff that you do with him at home and the burden of that. But they, Hence again, the caregivers, Bernard Scale. And, yeah. yeah. So she's like she sent me all these different forms to fill in um, and she's literally had Zoom calls with Jack's physio, his OT. She's mm. getting lists sent through of things that they suggest that we purchased to help him at home. Yeah, that's poor Jack. <laughs> mm-hmm, I know. Um, oh. Yeah, so, yeah, just a list of like, all these things that I just don't have time to coordinate and I honestly don't probably have any idea about and she's and she just she's just a gem. She's the best human. She's very busy already. <laughs> is she in Adelaide as well? She is, but she's in, she's in the country. Yeah, so she just provides service to Adelaide. No, she just does it all virtually. So she'll do it for all over Australia. Yeah, because I need one of those. One of my other girlfriends mentioned to try and get a support coordinator in our current Mm. plan. So I've just like messaged my OT that's coming to the meeting and was like, do you think we could add that in there somewhere and fight for a support coordinator? Mm. Because I think I need one of those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even support worker. So she's like, that's Mm. one of the big things. She's trying to go in fighting for me for more support work support hours work because hours. she's like you can't put jack in childcare, and she's like i can get your doctors to write a letter saying that although it's more falls on the medical side unfortunately yeah that's where it's hard but she said you know if you had a few more support hours a week you could actually use them to work a shift because at the moment you know I, I don't have enough hours to cover even one shift at work a week so yeah i have to rely on my mum or scott and i just can't work as much as i should be able to so yeah she's great 
so yeah I'll link in her um, details in the show notes but yeah she's been inundated very early on which is no surprise. Yeah I need that save me a spot too. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) shout out Hayley we love you. All right sorry I really just took over your segment then. (laughs) No that's fine I'm learning I'm learning that's what I mean I'm still learning the NDIS because we've only been in it since March. Yeah well like I said I'm still got no idea. Yeah. Three years in. No. Speaking of three years in, Monday, when this episode drops, Jack will have been a tubie for three years. Oh. Yeah, we're coming up to his tubiversary. <laughs> so that's why I think it's all hitting. Oh. It's all hitting a little bit hard, yes. Grecian, I think, all of the stuff you're going yep. through, because I remember three years ago at this time drowning in, in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all brings up a lot of emotions, and I'm, yeah, I feel for you. Thanks. Hard hard work. Anyway, we want to say thank you to everyone who joined us on the Insta Live. We love them, don't we? It's good fun. So much fun. Yeah, we always have the same loyal people Mm -hmm. on interacting and we just love getting to know them as well. It's very special. Yeah. So this week we talked about guilt, guilt as medical parents, how it's complex all the different forms of guilt we feel and sort of how we can try to manage it as well so if you weren't able to join us and would like to have a listen just head on over to our instagram page and it is uploaded there yes definitely worth a listen especially this one i was like that was a Mm. good topic (laughs) yep it was probably done that for an episode but anyway All right, so we're splitting this episode into two parts tonight and talking about two different topics. So the first of which is something we touch on a lot in this podcast, Mm -hmm. but we're going to dive a bit deeper into it today. And that is toxic positivity. It's the opposite Uh, of what we as medical and special needs parents need. mm. We've joked how our tagline should be sit with the discomfort Mm -hmm. and toxic positivity is the exact opposite opposite of that. It's described as... The excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimalization, and invalidation mm. of the authentic human emotional experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, things that our guests have often touched on, lots of comments. So, yep. things like, oh, but look at them now. Oh, that happened like years ago. Mm. Yeah. Could be worse. She'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least this. Oh, the at least. There's so many at least. How many times have I heard at least? Uh Uh-huh. A ridiculous number. Also one I always heard, especially in in infertility, was everything happens for a reason. Oh, yeah, Mm. that's that's a big one. Or, yeah, you should be grateful. You should be grateful. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I wrote a post on Miracle Mama recently and it got a lot of love about the at least, Mm. so... Things mm-hmm. like at least you already have one baby. At least you know you can fall pregnant. At least you can sleep while the nurses look after your baby in the NICU. At least you weren't further along. At least they're in a better place. My gosh. Like nothing, no sentence should be started with that. At, at least. least. No. Yeah. no. It's just disheartening. Most people mean it to be comforting, but it instantly downplays someone's journey and their feelings. I think it just comes from a place of being really uncomfortable and not knowing what to say. Super uncomfortable. And they just, yeah, like we, well, like we say, they don't want to sit with the discomfort. They, they obviously want to be positive, but like mm. 
in times where it should it's just shit. They just need to sit in the shit with us <laughs> and say it's shit. <laughs> it's shit. Yeah. Like I've started doing that now yeah. though, like saying to people, I'm sorry, this is shit right now. Like Yeah. Like I used to just say yeah. before, like, oh, I'm so sorry. But now I'm like, no, it's shit. Like, yep. Yeah. I get it. It's really shit. I'm just I'm just gonna agree with you and like And that is such a big acknowledgement. It's a huge yeah, acknowledgement. Just just validating and that just their those, feelings those of shit is okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to feel that way. Tonight's word is gonna be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I guess, you know, you I definitely have learned a lot from being from what we've been through. Mm-hmm. And I probably was one of those people that was positive yeah. and probably said the at least before. Um, I think I was the I same. It, like we said, you, you, people just don't know what to say. No, so yeah, it's, and they, it's not. Um, it can be awkward and uncomfortable for people if they haven't been mm. around it. But once you've been through it, I feel like you do have, like you do, you just sit there and you go, yeah, this is fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to mention that episode that you got me to listen to as well. The episode 29 from Life Uncut. Yes, my favourite um, Called pod. Gaslight City Baby. <laughs> yeah. And how Laura and Britt discuss bright sighting and what that means. So they mentioned in there as well that it's not something deliberate or evil that people mm. are doing. Yeah. It's um, not malicious. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the other word. Um, it's it's just something that naturally as humans we don't like to sit with someone else's discomfort or any sort of discomfort. Um, so they they want to be positive, but they just they kind of put that shit on the back burner. Yeah. But yeah, they just don't yeah. want to deal deal with that. They don't want to bring themselves to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't think of the right word. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they made some really good points. I bloody love Laura and Britt. They're so funny. If you haven't listened to Life on Cut, mm. go and have a listen. I've started listening. But yeah, I hadn't heard bright sighting before until that episode. Um, I'd never heard the term. But it literally is mm. like look on the bright side, basically. And they talk about how it's almost a form of gaslighting. Like it's a very innocent, mm. not a severe, not a malicious form of gaslighting. No. But it is because it, you know, it's unintentional, but it does makes people feel worse. Um, and Laura actually shares how when she had a miscarriage, people made it worse by telling her, oh, you should be positive about the fact that you already have a baby. Yep. Or lucky it was early. Yeah, it wasn't further along. And there's and... an insensitivity that comes with people trying to make you feel better about a really shitty situation, mm-hmm. even though they're not trying to be insensitive. Yep. And like, yeah, they say it comes with good intentions, but it's it's someone basically attempting to make the situation better yep. so that they don't feel uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. I think it's just not validating the hurt that you feel. Because if they do, if you do validate the hurt that someone feels, then you then you have to deal with that pain and that grief and that becomes That's uncomfortable. Exactly, and they don't want to feel that uncomfortableness. Yeah, but like like you also said, some people are just naturally positive and optimistic people. Yes. And that is Brit, 100%, yeah. the co-host of that, that podcast. She is mm-hmm. just the most bright and bubbly person. Um, but even she <laughs> did uh, this is, I just have to read this, what she said. She goes, um, it's literally like forcing someone to eat a shit sandwich, oh, yeah, yeah. but then saying you should be grateful <laughs> that you got a free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> she said, let them sit in the fact that they're eating a shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They're getting a free feed, but it's literally shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so uh, good. 
yeah, which made me laugh when you we how we keep saying that it's just shit. Mm-hmm. I instantly thought of Brittany and her shit sandwich. Shit. Yep. This. Yep. <laughs> yep. But like, yeah, so some people are really optimistic. It's just their nature and they do want to look on the bright side of things as much as possible. And that's actually like a really good trait. Like it's Mm. an amazing trait to have. But, you know, as long as you're careful with it and you assess the situation. Exactly. And you realise that there are times that it doesn't help the situation. No. Yeah, and that actually sometimes nothing you can say is going to make Mm -mm. it better in the moment. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, it's a good point you made that there's actually a difference between like toxic positivity and genuine optimism yeah like you know when someone is genuinely optimistic because they'll actually still acknowledge and allow you to feel your feelings yes and then they'll bring you know they'll bring that optimism later yeah when you've actually had time to process the situation what's going on yeah and they'll still show compassion and a bit of empathy yeah and I think it's okay to remain hopeful and you know have optimism it's just knowing the moments and reading the situation and Making sure it's not misguided, yeah. Exactly, and some people don't. Some people just, yeah, some people just jump straight to that toxic positivity yeah. all the time. Like as soon as you say something, it's just yeah. straight to the, but be positive, think on the bright side. Yeah, like with no, no thought, no, of the consequences. Not, yeah. No, yeah. Not, it's like they're not yeah. even listening to what you're actually saying. Like you're trying to reach out for help and yeah. get these feelings off your chest. Yeah, well, they're literally writing it off, aren't they? They are literally writing yeah. it off. That's, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. I think we've got people in our lives that do that. I'm not going to name names or anything, but um, that we just try and mm. share what's going on and it's so awkward for them. They don't like that discomfort. And I'm like, I just want you to sit with me and understand what yeah. we're going through without just jumping straight to blocking it off and just say no it's just be positive it'll all be fine like just even for a second yeah. <laughs> and you do notice that they're the people that never that never get deep with it do no. they? they're the ones that are just for uh, whatever for really, whatever reason really the, the details yeah yeah so there might be yeah. many reasons why they don't want to know yeah. the details they don't know how to deal with that discomfort they don't know what to say or whatever but yeah after a while you just you kind of get really sick of people saying like just be positive just be positive yeah and sometimes you just wish that people would just say that then like that yeah it makes them uncomfortable that would be better it'd be better than Mm -hmm. them just dismissing everything you say and making you feel like you're being ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah or overreacting or oh the overreacting (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes I want to make another mention here that uh, we talked about it last night with Mm. guilt um for us as you know medical or special needs parents we experience it constantly and probably on a deeper level um, because of everything that we go through and I think it's the same with bright siding like for others that don't live in this world it's something that they might easily and quickly brush Mm -hmm. off or it only happens every now and then that they get these these comments so it doesn't probably affect them as much as people like us who literally get it constantly there's no escape from it because we curveballs are such a huge part of our lives and people feel they do they feel sorry for us and they it sucks like I hate the word pity but Mm. they do they 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 want to fix things and they want to help us and I think that that's that's their go-to a lot of the time is to you know they're trying to help us by saying these things Mm. and they want to they want to bring something light and positive to a shitty situation 
it's hard for us to escape that. And like you said, it becomes relentless and constant and it becomes a big recurring part of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like it's on steroid for people like us, you know, because yeah. we're constantly <laughs> yeah. in shitty situations. So we constantly have people trying to make us feel better. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think we just notice it a lot more and it just probably wears us down a lot more than it does some other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think like it can, when so many different people in our lives are telling us that it's not so bad, I think we start to believe what they're saying and we just start to dismiss our mm-hmm. own shit. That's what I mean about you start to think, am I overreacting? Is this not as bad as I make it out to be? Mm. Should I just be getting on with it? Second guessing everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that constant repetitive toxic positivity literally results in people feeling shameful and being unable to share their true feelings about a situation. Yep. So that's why I get so angry about this stupid rule in inverted commas that you shouldn't share pregnancy news until after Mm. the 12-week mark and how infertility is painted as something we should keep to ourselves, like it's a failure. Um, It's basically telling women that they shouldn't grieve an early loss or the fact that they can't fall pregnant, that they need to sit in that on their own, like they've done something wrong. Which is the worst time, like. Yeah. That's when you need need your community. That's where that stigma is created. Like we're literally creating a stigma mm-hmm. because then we feel ashamed, we feel alone, we even start to compare with others who, you know, have it worse, again in inverted commas, yeah. like we start to tell ourselves, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. It happens to lots of people now. We start to downplay our own emotions and feelings and don't validate ourselves, which equals mm-hmm. guilt. <laughs> Bloody hell, our brains, seriously. <laughs> And it's fed to us through social media. Yes, yes. Social media is a big influence on so many aspects of our lives and especially like you see so many inspirational quotes on Instagram, don't you? Positivity Mm -hmm. in our faces. And the happy parts of life. Yep. Happy. Be happy. Yeah, the perfect Um, life. And how it's almost bright-siding in itself. So we think we have to live up to this pretty picture of what life should be and that you do heaps of people see even with like influencers and stuff like the big influencers on Instagram that's uh, some of them I follow some of them I don't follow because I do not like their they set that expectation up of the happy parts of life and you want to be like them but that's not reality hence why I share like what I do because you're authentic so that people, that's what I mean you want you need there needs to be some authentic like, in, authenticity in there or else I just don't believe them <laughs> it's not real no no yeah. and that's what I mean that's just mm. that's living in that bright siding world like they're looking they're only sharing the positive sides of everything like mm. you don't have to share every little detail like I probably share more details than a lot of people because so many people are invested in Riley's journey I share more of that mm. um but just like the everyday little things yeah. Like my piles of washing. Like I'm pretty sure every freaking house has a pile of washing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's – people warm to that. I think we're getting better on social media. I think it's getting better. I think we've gone a little yes, bit away definitely. from these it is, perfect, slowly. perfect feeds and perfect worlds to relating a lot more heavily mm-hmm. with the real. But, yeah, there is definitely still that, yeah. that, yeah, that community in the – There's still a lot of that yeah. in there though. And I think I used to, I used, I do, I still do love a positive quote. I'm a big sucker for an inspirational quote. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do feel like they are, if you're in a shitty place, they 
sometimes reading them and you're like, oh, just fuck off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to hear that today. I don't need that today. But then other days you do need that. Like you do need that certain it's got to be the right day yeah and it can pull you out of a funk yeah I don't know it's just yeah so there's like like you said there's a time and yeah. place for positivity and that inspirational quote yeah that makes you want to say fuck off yeah and obviously in everyday life we do we do want to look on the bright side and be positive like that's if you want to live a happy life you have to that's but as long as we're not just constantly saying you know like chin up it'll look better in the morning to someone who's just like received a cancer diagnosis, for example, like being positive may help someone even like may even help someone get through a shitty situation, but it's not going to magically fix things. No, it's not going to put a bandaid over it. Yeah. No. So yeah, like it all just comes down to sit with this, sit with the discomfort. We can still be positive. We can still Mm -hmm. be bright and airy and optimistic and hopeful and curious and all of those wonderful things. But just let us wallow first. Yeah, yeah, and then. Let so then feel. things that people can do or say instead. So we've got a little list that like we think yeah. are things that are okay to say in that moment. So like say things like that that sucks, like I'm sorry it's so shit right now, um, that it's so unfair and yeah. I'm here I'm for sorry you. I'm sorry you're eating a shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, things like this is so unfair, I'm here for you, it's okay to cry, things are tough right now. Yep. And all of those just validate. That's what they do. They validate. They that's, they do. They acknowledge. And that's all people want. Yep. That's all we want. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I've tried to say it a lot lately as well. Like, if I don't know what to say, say that I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what I can do yeah. or I can say to make things better right now. Um, just but I'm here, I'm for, here you. for you. Yeah, yeah. If you need me to listen, that's the other thing. If yeah. you don't have to yeah. talk, just listen. Yeah, yeah. I actually really like um, things like I believe in you. I think it's and it's the same as you've got this. I say that a lot. Like you've got this. It's actually on my little thank you cards that I send out to NICU families. I think it's showing someone that you think that they're awesome mm. without saying things like. <laughs> those quotes like god gives his toughest battles to his strongest oh, soldiers god. Yeah, yeah 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 it's a way of saying that but in a less demoralizing way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and it is it's still acknowledging it's still saying that you understand that they're in a tough place it's still yeah yeah exactly but it's still uplifting at the same time yeah so if you just can't help yourself say something like that that's still positive but it's still acknowledging that they're in a tough place. That it's shit. They're eating that shit sandwich. (laughs) And then, yeah, so for those of us that experience it quite frequently, um, the toxic positivity or the bright siding, I think there's a few things that we can do to overcome overcome it. And like we've talked about, I think be wary of social media. Definitely. If you feel like you're... It's a big one. You're just seeing... A fake reality, then maybe yeah, happy, just take happy, a little break for a while. Unfollow some people that are pissing you off. Get rid of it. <laughs> yep. Amen. All right, podcast over. There you go. Gracious disrupted. Yep. Up. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> but with that comes like finding your safe place. Then mm. so finding your tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many online support groups now for almost every situation. Find your people and others who get it. Yep. That's so important. Yeah. 
Um, so journaling, um, writing down your feelings and validating them and acknowledging them so we don't let other people make them worthless. So taking that time to sit with them with yourself, which my psychiatrist used to say, like, mm. it's okay to have those feelings. Let them come, let them sit with them and yep. then move them on. Like acknowledge that they are okay and that they are, yeah. they're serving a purpose. They're not bad feelings that in that moment that is an okay feeling mm. to have and then move them on like it's only yeah. natural isn't it yeah 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 and I think like you said writing them yeah. down you can kind of then release it exactly like it's a form of release as well it's a form of therapy mm-hmm. journaling mm-hmm. clearly I mean your psychologist is telling you to do it but, yeah um, pretty much it gets it off your chest your chest but it's also allowing you to feel it yeah yeah and you're not dismissing those yeah. negative emotions that you're accepting that they are okay. And it is, it's an, a normal emotional response to the shit we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not abnormal. And if people can't see that, then get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be <laughs> You should just turn around to those people and just say, why don't you go and eat a shit sandwich and see how it feels? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then get rid of them. Yeah, and then get rid of them. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> So, yeah, distance those people. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to tell you to get rid of your friends because, like, we have said no, no. that a lot of them, hopefully, hopefully your friends, if they are your friends, are not doing this to upset you. They're not doing it to bring harm. They probably just, like we said, don't know what else to say, don't know how to, don't mm-hmm. want to feel uncomfortable. But if you do, if if this is constant and you feel like it is bordering on some sort of yes. toxic positivity or bright siding then yeah withdraw yourself you need to that, yeah you like need you to said, distance over and over and over again it can be really dangerous for your mental health like it it's like being rejected constantly over and over again by the people that you love and trust um so there's nothing wrong with taking some time away and some distance and Mm-mm. if you feel comfortable even calling them on it bring it up Yep. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable with that. No, but if you, no, yeah, I don't if think I would it's getting to either. that point that you're either going to lose them as a friend or have that conversation, then have the conversation and see where that leads. See where it leaves. And if they yep. dismiss you again, then you kind of yeah, know, well, get rid then, of them. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> um, so making sure you take time to rest, wallow if you need, be on your own when it's hard. So again, just sitting with yourself and validating those feelings, taking the time out. Don't think, don't automatically dismiss them and keep going on those everyday things. Like it's okay to have a day watching Netflix and doing fuck all. Yeah. (laughs) Like your mental health needs that as well. It's only natural. Yep. All right. That's a wrap. As Brittany would say, that's a salad wrap. <laughs> I've got to get Brittany out of my head. I'm just going to steal all yeah, of her Yeah, you're going to steal all of her quirks and quotes and stuff. <laughs> because we talk so much, we decided to split this episode into part one and part two. So we are going to release them back to back on re... What's the word I'm trying to say, Amy? See, we talk too much. Re, re, like back recurrent. to back. See, this, yeah, recurrent. This is why you write all of this, the scripts and everything, and I don't. 
But I was gonna say, don't blame talking so long. It's just you and your 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 grammar. <laughs> yeah, my grammar is so bad. I'm like that person that always corrects your speech. Yeah, this why I didn't pass English very well. Like I just passed it. Um, but yes, so yeah, so we're splitting I, them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Long story short, we're splitting them. Yeah. So next week you're gonna hear the last half of this episode, which is about medical anxiety. We talk about medical anxiety that we all feel, you know, when your child gets a temperature and you're on watch all night, setting your alarm 10 times. Mm-hmm. But I also want to touch on quite a vulnerable topic, I think, that not many people have ever really talked about, and that is that medical anxiety when your child improves medically. I'm just going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. We'll delve deeper into that when you hear us next. Yep, and we're also going to touch on the medical mama fails. So there's a few good ones in there. I won't give any away, um, but they're pretty funny. So it's yeah, a good one to finish so the episode with. Yeah, we've got a few of our own, but we also reached reached out to you guys and, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys had some crackers. So thanks for sharing them. Um, in the meantime, we're going to do an Insta Live on the 14th of November that's our next one so lock that in your diaries calendars whatever and we hope you can join us then but until then please subscribe to our podcast leave your reviews give us five stars share it with your friends especially this episode share it with those toxic friends (laughs) and we will yeah, be back in your ears next week with the second half of this episode. So thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for guys. joining us. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.